Welcome to our podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. Join us as these neighbors drop by unannounced for conversations that are fun, relevant, and just downright neighborly. 2020 is burning. They're bringing marshmallows, a desire to talk about it, and their mission to laugh now and again, no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, the show where neighbors stop by unannounced and get real. Brian, it's good to see you, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. It's great. Dude, thank you so much for coming by and always uh, dealing with my nonsense. And You're always very hospitable, and your wife is very generous with her time of letting me uh, come by. Plus well, you, thank plus, you, sir. Plus, you don't lock the door. It's true. <laughs> so what do you expect? Open door and booze. <laughs> that That's a pretty amazing Sunday, if you ask me. It's a good, it's hopefully you don't advertise this on the lawn. No, no. My wife made me take the sign down. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's just, it's just me. I just want to make sure that it's an exclusive. Yeah, no. Phil's pub was a bit too much for her, so. <laughs> Wait, what would you call, what would you call your bar? Would it be Phil's pub? No, it'd be the usual. The u- Why the usual? Well, because whenever I used to go to all of my watering holes, they would just go, hey, Phil, the usual. <laughs> the usual. <laughs> I like that. So I kind of figured, you know. It feels like every guy, group of guys, has an idea to start a bar at one point in their life. For sure. Right? It's like, it's like it's never a good idea, but at one point in everyone's life, they're like, we should do it. We should have a bar, man. Oh, yeah. We could totally do this, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> we could do it legit. Yeah. And there it's was always a- hatched drinking at a bar. Yeah, exactly, right? There was a TV show I heard, and they... They wanted to name their bar Puzzles. Okay. Exactly, right there. Okay, because you you wanted you didn't say it, but you want you're like, why? Yeah. That's the puzzle. <laughs> okay. That's that's funny. So Whoever anyway. Got stolen from, I actually I really appreciate that. Uh, I figured you would. I figured you would. But I, I'm really excited. Um I'm super stoked for this episode because we are going to be sharing a little bit of scariness today. <laughs> Oh, spooky. That's right, because you have promised to our listeners that you are going to be sharing a haunted story with us for I Halloween. I did. I did. I have a great many real-life ghost stories, but this one I, I will share with our listeners. Okay, well, great. But before we get into that, we are going to hear a word from our sponsor. This episode of Neighbors Don't Knock is brought to you by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. They combine years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales to offer big market and media products at small business prices. To learn more about CNG, check out our Facebook page at Neighbors Don't Knock or email us directly at admin at neighborsdon'tknock.com. Brian, I got to say, man, as we're getting closer and closer to Halloween and the the fall transition to winter, this has been a really, really fun experience doing this with you so far this year. Well, likewise, I've I've had a blast. I mean, it's and I never thought it would go the direction it, it has gone in. And I think we also have to thank not only you and our families for being supportive of this, for letting us, you know, set up and, and telling them to be quiet because they can't talk. 
talk while we record. <laughs> every day, I think, every day. <laughs> That's right. Um, but our listeners out there as well. I mean, we've had such a wonderful response. Uh, we want to thank our listeners and sponsors. J- just take a moment to thank all of our listeners and sponsors out there. Without you guys, we could not keep doing this. We want to continue to do this. Again, if you are interested in becoming a sponsor, you know, you can contact us at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. But keep listening, keep downloading. We're going to keep giving you guys great content. And there is going to be a season two, but also be on the lookout for some holiday episodes, some special episodes as we get closer to the holiday season. Indeed. We have a couple things uh, in the hopper that I think can be a lot of fun. No, it was great because this podcast has allowed us to meet a lot of great people. We've had some wonderful guests. In fact, last week we talked with the Moore sisters, Chaney and Bailey Moore, fantastic uh, female duo. They have a podcast called Two Sisters Presents America's Sweethearts, and we had them on the show. It was really interesting. I found it, I had so much fun, first of all. Yeah, I did too. You know, I, I never would have expected that hosting our own podcast would lead to us coming across other content and other podcasts out there that, you know, otherwise I might not have found. And, you know, with Two Sisters Present America's Sweethearts, it, it's tremendously educational. That's been a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, we hope that if you guys haven't listened to that a podcast, you should check them out. Uh, a little bit of a shout out to Chaney and Bailey. We love you guys. Always welcome here on Neighbors Don't Knock. But we are in the holiday season, and I say holiday season because they're all kind of strung together. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> it literally is like back to back to back. But yeah, the, just go into any retail store, right? Exactly, right? It's like it's almost like retail stores don't know what to do. You know, we'll say, okay, the first holiday is Halloween, so we're going to have Halloween out, and then literally a week before Halloween, we'll put Thanksgiving stuff out. Yeah, so it's like if you go to Home Depot right now or to CVS, Halloween is just thrown up all over both of them, right? But you go to Costco, it's already all Christmas. So I wonder two things. One, I wonder if they plan on which big box retailer is going to be first to which holiday and sort of try to strategically like beat the other one to the punch. So you're saying that like they have a meeting? No, and, no, and no, they no, dr- no. They draw the short straws like, oh, you guys got Christmas. You guys got Thanksgiving. No, <laughs> I, I, I actually think it's more like a predictive analysis, right? Like, okay, we think that, you know, uh, Costco is going to go Christmas early this year, so we got to ramp up Halloween because we'll just take up the slack. I wonder if they have spies. Of course they do. Y- you know what I mean? Like they actually pay someone to go in and be like, "Okay, you take note of everything you see, report back here, and we're going to go from there." I have no doubt. What would be that job description title? Like, what would you call that person? <laughs> I mean, you can't call him a spy. Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. I wasn't expecting that one. Um, Aladdin, interesting take on that. (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, He's running out of Best Buy (laughs) doing the song. I would love to see somebody do that with like a little monkey on their shoulder too, you know? That could could be a YouTube video, man, and I would totally watch that. He's like, gotta keep one jump ahead of computers. (laughs) He's just walking through like with a gimbal, you know? (laughs) I'll sneak through cardio, you know? <laughs> oh man, that that is the that's the next watch. You guys heard that on Neighbors Don't Knock. If if we if I find that video, it, it was kind of like the, you know remember, <laughs> if, <laughs> remember the um the episode we, we did one we talked about boxing and skydive boxing, right? And I found that video. 
I yeah, did, I couldn't I, believe it. I, I couldn't I, believe this skydive boxing <laughs> was actually a YouTube. It event. was. It was something that, and now not that it's a sport, but it was a video that happened. So watch. After someone hears this, they're gonna be like, "That's a good idea." Um, <laughs> they're gonna get like, <laughs> like some like a boot character, and they can go there. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the service plan, guys. <laughs> you know what the you know what the headline's gonna be with the news? It's it's gonna be monkey loose. In, oh, in, absolutely. In Neiman Marcus. <laughs> right? <laughs> Indeed. Monkey ransacks needless markup. Film at 11. <laughs> That's right. Could you imagine a woman at the makeup counter in like the cosmetic section and just get hit with like monkey poo? <laughs> like, like you're like, this color looked great on your skin. Pa. <laughs> imagine it. I kind of want to bring back the guys from Jackass and CKY and like make them do that. You they know? would do that. They would, they would. They would absolutely do that. I know. Right. Okay, so we're in the holiday season, but of course, Halloween is first, but it's just really interesting to think about what's really going on this year with Halloween. Yeah, I mean, have you heard anything about this? Like your friends and acquaintances talking about what they're doing? That's the thing. I haven't heard of anybody talking about about going to Halloween parties, but I've heard of people talking about costumes. Which I think is really interesting. To yeah, me. right. You know, you know what I mean? It's oh, like dressing up. I get for for like for Zoom. so. It's gonna be more like a Halloween photo shoot. I guess <laughs> is that what it's gonna be like? Or you're gonna get your closest friend for a, for a Halloween post up party? You know, Instagram party. You know, you know what we should do, right? We should rent out those big flatbed trailers, and we'll get all the neighborhood families and kids to mask up and be distant, standing on the trailer. We'll drive down the street. And people can just throw candy at us. <laughs> It'll be like, <laughs> just lob it over. <laughs> the kids can have like these like, you know, Halloween baskets slash catch nets and they're trying to like see how much they can snag <laughs> can out of the Imagine a five-year-old just sitting there and the parents going, here you go. Make sure you keep it in front of your face. Yeah, you the know? sad thing is I can imagine it and it, it, it makes me want to cry. But yes, I... Well, because there'd be someone, there'd be some jackass that would sit there and like throw it like, you know, as hard as he could. Yeah. Right? And some five-year-old just come out with like a bloody eye. And you know, you'd see the dad just like happy because he got a full-size Snickers. You know? No, you know what? It'd be like at the baseball games. <laughs> that's, for, that's for daddy. It'd be like at the baseball games, the kid with the mitt, the foul balls coming right at him. And some <laughs> asshole from two rows behind who's like 56 years old. Knocks him over to get it, yeah. <laughs> Tackles him, catches the ball. He's like, "Woo!" I know. And meanwhile, the kid's lying there, like bloodied up, crying, and, he, and he's just know? excited. He's like, "I'm on TV!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it go on the float. Well, okay. So you're driving on this little let, let's call it the Halloween caravan, and you get I like Halloween Express. Halloween Express. <laughs> Express sounds more like a tube ride. Like you're just like on a. Like one of those like bullet trains. Ryan, make no mistake, it wouldn't last very long. It's gonna be a short ride. It's gonna be a very short ride. So you got all right, so you got the kid that's crying because he can't catch shit. So then you got the dad that's trying to deal with that crying situation, you know, trying to imagine. And then, you know, he's getting hit in the head with candy. And then you got the other dad that's actually knocking the other kids out of the way to get candy himself. I mean, this is like a, you can't even make this up. This is like live theater. Like, can't you imagine this? You just set up a camera and just, it's, it's like a ride. It'd be phenomenal. <laughs> For, forget the corn mazes this year. Jump on the Halloween Express and see if you can survive. Listen, if BattleBots can survive for like 20 years, <laughs> yeah, this would exactly. be primetime television, buddy. I mean, this oh would be a God. big deal. What a reality show, right? <laughs> I'm trying to picture this. There'd be, talk about a news story. There, 
be a streamline of kids bloodied up on the road. Halloween Express ends in death and tragedy. <laughs> so there you go. That's Film exactly it. That's yeah. exactly it. But I, I have looked up a couple of things. Um, there, there's a couple of costumes out there, which I'm sure we'll probably see. Um, the Harley Quinn is is a big popular one that I have seen people looking at that. Uh, Makes sense. Makes sense. You know, Wonder Woman being right around the corner from coming out. Uh, I mean, what about politicians with the election? Are we seeing a resurgence in like Trump and Biden, AOC? I think you always see those. I just don't think they're, it's always, I mean, during election years, stuff like that is always very big. So I think you'll see some of that. There was someone that was posting something about all the costumes they wear on the, the, uh, the, the show, the mask singer, you know, because you can kind of, it's, it's a mask, right? So you can kind of wear those. So people are talking, oh, I'll just wear this massive, you know, bunny head or something like that or bear. You know, the one thing about Halloween for me that kills me, it's not it's not missing getting to dress up. And I know we've talked about that on the show. It, it's honestly, I have a sweet tooth. It's the candy. I'm curious about the candy thing. So we talked about this in a previous episode. I did not grow up in a big city, so I didn't have the opportunity to do the whole uh, like pillowcases full of candy deal. However, after one of our episodes, I did have a cousin phone in and remind me that one year we did do trick-or-treating in the middle of Binghamton, New York, and it was pillowcases full of candy. I mean, we swept. It was pretty incredible. So, AJ, big shout-out to you, buddy, for reminding me about that. It's exactly what I was thinking about when I was making those comments in that episode. Growing up in rural, you know, Connecticut, kind of middle of the woods, we didn't get those huge hauls. But we did get enough that my parents would kind of get involved in glancing over as we were comparing our our hauls, right? And, and uh, you know, divvying up the stash kind of deal, separating our candy into whatever categories we did, or whatever, whatever you do as a kid. <laughs> yeah, you're, you, you, it's a sit-down, right? It's a, it, oh, it, completely. It, it's a sit-down. You, you, you're trading. You're wheeling and dealing. It's like the event part two, right? Exactly. It's the second half of the event. So, so my question to you... Did do you think your parents stole your candy and tossed it when you weren't looking? I you know I I used to think about that. There was because I grew up in a large family, so there was a lot of us. So I do think that my dad would go in and take candy because we. I don't think my mom is as much of a candy person as my dad. My dad had very specific likes. Like he loves. Oh like, oh, you mean like he stole for himself? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's even better. Yeah yeah yeah. Like I I think that my dad would go in. And he loves like Twizzlers, like licorice and like things like that, you know? So I have a feeling my dad would go and take stuff like that because we weren't allowed to keep our candy. Like my mom had to like put it in buckets and like put it in a yeah, you so know, that's cabinet more... up or something. So you, so it, to get it after Halloween, you had to know where to go if you, if you weren't privileged to know where it was. And it was a big deal to, to really go in there and, and grab candy. I mean, so I really think that my dad would go in because he knew where it was, but there was so much. It was hard for us to keep track. See, that's more where my question was coming from because what I'm curious about is being a parent myself now, I can't imagine letting my child keep that much candy at her disposal, right? It's just dangerous. I mean, we're talking about a lot of candy. Oh, yeah, but you think about it, how much, I mean, how many places in your, play, in your house can you hide candy without her knowing? <laughs> Dude, exactly. She's gonna know exactly where Nowhere. it is, unless Nowhere you're putting a South. unless you're putting a padlock on the on the cabinet or door. Or, you know. No, I learned a long time ago that um, there's no hiding things from kids. They just go through 
everything. Yeah, and then they stumble upon things that you don't want them to stumble upon. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite Halloween candy? I don't have a favorite Halloween candy. I do have a favorite candy I have for a long time. My my Achilles heel is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, man. That's that's a good one. I, I, I dig the Reese's. I, I do love Reese's, but I think for me... I am drawn more to the gummy candies. Oh, yeah? Like, I really like the gummy candies. So anything, again, licorice, Sour Patch Kids, things like that. I mean, but Reese's, I will totally get on board with. Yeah, I kind of feel like Reese's, is it's one of those, um, like, American things, right? It's like Reese's and vanilla ice cream. I don't know. There's just, you have to love it. Yeah, the other one I could get on board with is Twix. Yeah, I, I could get on board with Twix. I uh, I don't ever know which one is the left and which one is the right, but I didn't know they have a left and a right. <laughs> you nursing those commercials? No, <laughs> it's like it was a, the whole thing about Twix. It was their their kind of new commercial gimmick. You know, which one are you creating, the left or the right one? You know, they That's like pretty funny. Two different factories. <laughs> no man, you know, for me, because well, because you take one, you're like, hey, which one do you want, the left or the right? You know, are they different? <laughs> No, my big Twix association with the uh, with the commercials is the sound from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? That whole chicka chicka. Yeah, there you go. Exactly right. All right, what is bow, bow. what is the worst candy that you got when you were a kid? What was the one that? What was the most tradable when you're like, I could sacrifice this? Ooh, I got to think about that. You because go there first. Were, What's your answer? Be, you go first. Okay, Tootsie Rolls. Interesting. So there were two for me. If my memory is is um, not failing me entirely here. The the first was there was like a hot and spicy red gummy candy. The hot tamales. Hot tamales. Yes. Yeah, hot, hot tamales. tamales. Hot tamales. I wasn't a fan of those. I would okay. trade those out. And then for whatever reason, I don't know if this happened to you or if it's a generational thing, but we used to get tons and tons of those restaurant peppermints. Oh, like the gosh. individually wrapped restaurant peppermints the hard candies right yeah the hard yeah candies. yeah yeah kind of like like slice your tongue in half if you're not careful when you're going through them <laughs> yeah yeah and, and we got those and and the god-awful green ones um oh yeah the mint like there was they, no like they was, or, it wasn't even or no, like a, chocolate they were like i don't know they were not not, not no that there was still like the peppermint um shaped same pattern but instead of the red alternating with the white there was green alternating with the white and it wasn't like a pleasant mint or a winter green it it's was like, just some it's kind like of having like, green ketchup is like ew. yeah it's like we gave you peppermint and shitty and so both of those for me those and the hot tamales had to go everything else i was i was good with keeping there are people that are going to be trick-or-treating i don't how does that work how do you how do you trick-or-treat in in 2020 i don't understand i've seen very interesting approaches to it i've seen people that have put like a tv in their front door or something or on their porch. I've seen um, some videos where people like literally are inside and they're filming and they're saying trick or trick, you know, and the kids come up and they just pop up and they, and then there's like a, you know, they, they have like, there was somebody that creatively put like a slot. They use their mail door. Like the, you know, oh, some, nice. you, you know, I'm talking about like some of the, the <laughs> that sounds safe. <laughs> hey, little boy. Hey, little girl. Stick your hand in here. No, no, not, not for their hand, but to like to put the candy out. Oh, to drop it. To drop it at in. At their feet. Yeah. Or, or in their, or in their bucket or bag. <laughs> drop it on the ground. That, this whole thing is, is way disturbing for me. First of all, the, the TV. Like a dispenser. It's like a dispen a candy dispenser. 
Yeah, first of all, the TV screen in the door, and that that's a little poltergeist <laughs> for me, right? That's a little like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, Ann, you... step away from the light, Caroline. I mean, I just, I can't hang up. But, but think of the, think of the theatrical things you could do with that. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of application for sure. You know what I mean? Like that, actually, it's not a bad idea going forward. I, I don't, I think it's a little creepy. <laughs> No Perso- kidding. Personally, but I think there's some really cool, like you were saying, some, some cool applications yep. to doing that. What are you going to do? I'm going to miss some kids, though. <laughs> well, I mean, when I couldn't go trick-or-treating when I got old enough, but I, I still loved it, we created a haunted house. And I, I mentioned that in the podcast. Yeah, and- you mentioned that. And you mentioned you picturing yourself as the old man just sitting perfectly still and, like, <laughs> I did. scaring the pants off of some. How do you explain that to people? This is a safer way to do it if I do it virtually. Right? How do you bring that idea up to your wife? You're like, hey, honey, you want to see an eight-year-old shit their pants? <laughs> like, what the? Because that, watch this. <laughs> clean up, Chambers House. Clean up, Chambers House. Exactly, right? But I hope you guys stay safe out there. You know, there's a lot of things going on. But, but again, be safe. We are still in a pandemic, you know, so use caution. Do what you guys need to do. Uh, but as always... Have a safe and happy Halloween. Philip, all right. I've got to get in. We've got to get into this, right? Oh, boy. Oh, you promised our listeners, and I'm on pins and needles. I want to hear this. We are in for a treat today because our very own co-host of Neighbors Don't Knock is going to tell us a Halloween story. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not that kind of story. Did you did you but practice that? I did. And did, did you really? Did no. You sit sit in the mirror and do like, oh no, that no. tone wasn't good. No, I probably should low. have. Looking back on, it. <laughs> thinking back on that moment just now, I probably should have. Um, I do that with Santa Claus laughs. Practice them. Yeah, because I don't have the deep voice. Can I get one? Can I? <laughs> the ho ho ho. No, see, it's not good. See, I gotta go back. I still got months away for Christmas. Are you a Simpsons fan? <laughs> <laughs> I am a Simpsons fan. Because <laughs> you kind of like, I can picture you for like Moe's Tavern. Like the how, 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 how. <laughs> Here we go. Hi, Homer. Hi, Homer. Ah, three flaming Homers. <laughs> exactly. Okay, but anyway, so back to the Halloween. Okay, Halloween so story. I promised, I promised you uh, and our faithful listeners a ghost story. Now, I've got a few of these. Um, and... Uh, Interestingly enough, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in things like ghosts and hauntings and all that jazz, but I have had a series of experiences, both um, with people and on my own over the years, that no matter what I do, I just can't explain. And you know me, I'm geeky, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a science nerd. Um, Very practical, yes. Pretty practical, yeah, pretty yeah, rational, yeah, yeah. right? I, I've, I've tried and tried and if tried. If I can touch it, I can see it, I believe it type of, yeah, got it. That's about it, right? And, and I've tried and tried uh, over the years to explain some of this stuff. And, and maybe in the future we can have some guests join us in the show and, and sort of... Um, <laughs> tell, tell us how wrong we are. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you know, tell us how wrong we are, but, but maybe even well, back up some of my stories. Everyone's got a little per, a different perspective of this, which is what makes it interesting to me. This particular story that I'll that I'll share with you happens to be one where it's really just involving me. So there's no one to really back this one up. I do have uh, so no witnesses, no witnesses per se. But what I'm what I'm trying to disclaim here effectively is that 
I do have some stories that involve other people that I've been unable to explain that maybe one day we can, we can. So you have others that are willing to corroborate. corroborate. There yeah, we go. Corroborate. That's the one. That was it. There, there are a few people we can call in uh, later in life on the show if we ever so choose. But it, to the point where I've got enough of these things where actually uh, some people have made fun of me in the past. When I was in Ithaca, New York, I had a, a friend who used to constantly taunt me with this stuff and, and, you know, stage events and things like that to get me all spooked. And guess what? It worked. I was spooked. I can't promise that I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm going to put that out there now. Fair enough. But I I legit want to hear it, and I support, as much as I might make fun of you, I support where you're coming from. Okay, so fair enough. <laughs> I'm going to put that disclaimer out there right now. Okay, so here's the backstory. The backstory is that my wife and I were dating, and we were living in an apartment together. I know, this is a, ooh, this, the original sin. Well, you already turned off the Catholics. Yeah. So. <laughs> Indeed, so. I'm, I'm such a bad recovering Catholic, right? <laughs> They're just tuning out. Yeah, no, my wife and I, we, we were renting this uh, duplex here in Houston, Texas, and we had the second floor of this little 1930s construction house that became a duplex. That duplex, since we moved in, was always... A little, a little spooky, I guess. Uh, spooky, right? <laughs> Why did you just sound like the Count Chocula guy? Because my daughter watches this show called Vampirina on Disney Junior. I have heard it in the background. Right? Yeah, and the father, you know, ooh, oh, V, he's this very spooky kind of vampire guy. I, I love, I love, I can't remember the actor's name, but I, I love the voice. Um, and for whatever reason, it, it, it constantly comes up. Um, when I'm telling a spooky story. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I think you do it well. I think, I'm, I'm not going to say I do it well, but the first thing that popped into my mind was Count Chocula, so. So this house, we had been in it for a few months, and um, we started having these very uh, creepy experiences. And it was less about your kind of typical Hollywood, like, haunting stories. And it was more about something about the house started to feel wrong, I suppose. I, I don't know a better way to put that. We started becoming short-tempered, easily agitated. The house started to feel threatening to both of us when we would be in there, right? It, it you was, say threatening to you and your wife. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so, so we were both having the, the uh, shared experience where we were, we were just not feeling comfortable in our own home, and it was getting worse and worse and worse the longer that we lived there to the point where we started acting way, way outside of our normal characters on a regular basis. So it went from being snappy with each other and short-tempered no matter how good the day was to outright screaming matches these crazy fights that would just go way out of control out of nowhere and whenever we would go out into the world the next day after experiencing this we would reach out to each other a couple hours into the day and both have the same reaction of I don't know what the hell happened yesterday. I don't know what got into me, but the second that I got home, I felt more angry than I felt in years. And it just built and built and built. And this experience just started to repeat over and over again, weekly, sometimes every other day, to the point where we started losing sleep. So we start not sleeping. We get to the point where we're waking up in the middle of the night and watching a movie in the living room. We would, you know, sometimes sleep in separate rooms. The house had a guest room. 
So now comes the part where you start rolling your eyes. Now comes the part where then we start waking up in the middle of the night and things like all of the sheets and covers have been taken off of the bed and they're in the corner of the room and we're sitting there shivering, wondering what happened. This starts to happen over and over again, literally three o'clock in the morning, right? Bed sheets are three feet from the mattress and you're going, okay, who's messing with me? Is my wife messing with me? She thought I was messing with her. Are you not a restless sleeper? Like, like you toss and turn, so it kind of just shifts everything around? I'm a restless sleeper. I've never thrown a comforter in my sleep across a room before. But <laughs> yeah. How is the bed sheet hanging on the picture frame? Yeah, <laughs> How did it make it to the front porch? It's yeah. awfully weird. <laughs> my but neighbor's no, was, on top of my neighbor's car the next morning. <laughs> so it was, never, it was never quite that dramatic. Okay. Um, but I'm not at this point thinking like, oh, we got to poltergeist or something in the house because again this this is outside of my belief structure i just you know but getting freaked out more and more all the time the irritation the irritability is increasing all the time so that's the backstory one day i come home from work it's around i don't know four o'clock in the afternoon middle of the week nice bright sunny day I come upstairs and the layout of the house was such so that when you open the main door, you wind up walking into our living room. To the left of you is our uh, dining area, our dining room, right? And then off to the left of that is the kitchen. And the way that the house was laid out, you could see through into part of the kitchen, right? When you come walking in the main door. Okay, right. So what you couldn't see was the kitchen sink, the stove. You could hear very clearly when somebody was in the kitchen. The house was very, very small. We only had one floor of this duplex, right? And you could, the pots and pans clacking, the water running. Yeah, sure. That sort of thing. You knew someone was home. Right. And my wife, as you know, absolutely loves to cook. So pretty much every day she would beat me home and pretty much every day she would be meandering about the kitchen doing her her magic right so running water pots and pans the gas stove clicking on all those things these were sounds that were just kind of part of our house right wholesome sounds yeah right the, the natural you know of, of a functioning household got it yeah. indeed okay so i come home open up the door and my typical routine would be i would take my shoes off right when i right when i get to that door in our living room area I would drop my bags right down. They had a little fireplace right there. And I would usually make my way into one of the bedrooms that was off down a hallway, or I would sort of hang out and meander about the living room and chat with, with Elena, my wife. So on this day, I come home. Sure enough, she's in the kitchen. I hear the sink running. I hear the pots and pans in the stove. And she calls out, you know, hey, hon, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Shitty day, whatever. Great day. I can't remember, honestly, which one it was. Um, and we start having this conversation. Typical every day. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, well, such and such was, you know, doing this at work. And this customer did that at work. And I've got blah, blah, blah going on. And she's clacking about and clacking about and clacking about. And, oh, what are you cooking? And she told me what she was cooking. Oh, that's amazing. So this goes on for about... I don't know, two, three minutes-ish, right? Just sort of your typical banter. I'm meandering about the living room. I turn the TV on. I'm not quite listening, but I'm listening to her as well. And just sort of getting unwound, right? 
and I'm just about to make my way through the dining room into our little kitchen when I hear a car come pulling into the driveway. And you know me. I'm a car guy. Yeah, so right? you probably could tell what, I can identify. what, what model and oh, yeah. engine I, I, and all that. Yeah, yeah, not like those, like the commercial with the little kid or anything, but I know how, at that time, my girlfriend's car sounds. I know it distinctly. I'm like that dog. The ears go up, right? I know when it's coming down the road. <laughs> right, you hear that, that rattling. is like, oh, that's the loose hubcap. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, right? Yeah, that's right. that exhaust hanger I have to yeah, fix. Yeah, exactly, right? Exactly, okay. right. So sure enough, um, my, my then-girlfriend, now-wife, comes pulling in. And I knew right away, something's wrong. Hair in the back of my neck goes straight up and straight out of Hollywood, straight out of the movies. I have never felt that cold in my entire life. And I've been skiing with a wind chill of 20 below. I have never felt a chill down to my bones like I felt right there. Hun, I call out, nothing from the kitchen. No freaking way. I hear her keys in the door. I hear her walking up the staircase. I go into the kitchen, still having that feeling, hair on my neck just standing straight up. It is completely empty. There's not a pot or a dish in the sink. There's nothing in there. She opens the door, comes around the corner. She looks at me. She goes, you look like you are going to drop dead. What is going on? That's all. That's the end of the story. I have never felt fear like I felt in that moment. It's when you say cold, you say, you, I mean, I mean, you, you mentioned you're like, you've been in, you know, freezing temperatures, right? So you say cold, like instant cold or was it just like it gradually no, got instant. cold instant and it, instant yeah and i'm not talking about like you know i couldn't see my breath this wasn't like the house became sub-zero temperatures no yeah exactly there was no frost building up on the windows all of okay. a sudden well if bruce willis appeared it didn't be it, well indeed um but that's how it felt to me it felt like i had suddenly stepped out into sub-zero temperature inside my own body like my core temperature went to zero is what it felt like so you don't believe in ghosts though i don't let me ask you this why did this freak you out that much more then or is that why is that why you're freaked out that much more because you don't believe in ghosts well it's probably part of it but let me ask you if you had a three minute long conversation with somebody who wasn't there well, let's clarify. What would your first thought be? Uh, let's let's clarify. Sober or drunk? Because I stone I, sober. Stone sober. Okay. Yeah. But I, I appreciate saying, you clarifying that I, with I, me. It's I, a fair I would, question. I mean, I just wanted to make sure. It's make a sure. fair question. Because I mean, if you're drinking, I've had many conversations. No, <laughs> so no, uh, no. I don't do drugs, and I had not been <laughs> drinking that day. No, this was. I a, don't do uh, drugs either, but I mean, this you, was you a let, let's call this a waking dream kind of moment. Okay. Um, I can't say that I've ever had a three-minute conversation. I think I, I've had conversations with myself in thinking that I'm talking to somebody, but I've never had that feeling that all of a sudden something else was there. Yeah, so this experience to me was 
one of those moments in life where you just can't explain what the heck just happened. And really, it's like, I'm either schizophrenic or ghost really exists or space-time bent on itself or something, right? Maybe the aliens wanted me to think that my wife was home. I have no idea Well, my girlfriend at the time. It's interesting to me because you're... You consider yourself uh, a sci-fi guy. I mean, you're very big into all of that, uh, which, which I know. And I don't know if that's if that's a norm because I don't really consider myself a sci-fi. We and we've had this conversation. Like I enjoy sci-fi, but only to a certain extent, right? But you're really immersed in 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 that type of yeah. I really enjoy sci-fi. You really oh, enjoy yeah. it, okay? And it's interesting to me that someone who kind of revels in that type of area does not believe in something like the supernatural and spirits. Well, okay, let's qualify this. So it's not that I don't believe in the possibility of of all these things, ghosts, supernatural, hauntings, all that. Um. I have, I have no reason to call it impossible. It is just to say that I don't believe that it is, right? So I don't have the evidence. I don't have the um, so, necessary uh, uh, things for me to say, okay, I believe in X. So until, until there's something more concrete, you're just going to chalk it up to something was not in place. Or something was out, or something was out of place. You're not quite sure what it is, but you you're not a believer out of this. this sure, this, with, with this, with so this you're particular, saying th- this didn't make you a believer. No, this didn't make me believe in in ghosts. Let's say this made me believe that either something is wrong with me, or well, I should say something was wrong with me because I haven't had this type of experience since. Um, or I could say that it would it, it made me believe that I had experienced something that I absolutely could not and still cannot explain. Well, so do you think you're justifying just to back up the fact that you're that you don't believe? I do th- in, instead of accepting that that you might believe in it? I do definitely think that I'm I'm trying to rationalize away how petrified I was. It was one Which of the scariest natural. things I've, I think I've ever experienced. That that's natural. In, in anybody like you're like I can't believe that just happened. You know, it had to be for this reason, right? Yeah, and and, and to your give your you, own sanity, right? You you justify or you rationalize, however you can put make sense of it, right? Yes, and to qualify this, um, this happened in two thousand and seven, so I've had quite a long time to look back on this and think about it, and knowing the way the memory works, probably modify a bit of of the experience in my own mind, right? Because. We don't remember things perfectly, period. That's just a, that's a flaw of human nature. Um, well, let me let me ask you this. So you don't know what it was. You got cold. You had this feeling. Do you think it, it, do you think it could have been a spirit, a ghost? I'm not going to say no. If I, it, I, I can't. I can't say no. If it, Okay, so let, for, for argument's sake, let's say you did believe this. Let's say you did believe it was a ghost, it was a spirit... What spirit do you believe at that time was visiting you? And and why? Because I, if I'm going to believe, and, and that's because I'm not a firm believer in the in ghost myself, 
But I do feel if I am going to believe in something like that, that they're there for a reason. Because I don't necessarily believe that it was, let's say, a spirit or a ghost. I therefore can't answer your question about who it would have been, right, with whom I was speaking. I have no idea. What I do know is that the conversation that I had was detailed, and it was my now wife, my now wife's voice. And it was so terrifying when I figured out that I was the only one in that house that if I were to accept that this was a spirit or a ghost or however you want to put it, if I were to go down that rabbit hole, I can only conclude that it was absolutely malicious. That the intention of this was to scare the pants off of me. Well, apparently it worked. Absolutely. If you are one of our listeners out there that has a ghost story that you want to share, please email us. Let us know. We'd love to hear it. Um, first of all, I, I'm I'm slightly terrified from that story. It was spooky. It, I, I can see how it would be very, very spooky. And, and I'm kind of on the same realm with you. But And I appreciate you sharing that because I, I know when we have experiences like that, it's hard sometimes to recreate those or say them because it does something to our psyche. Oh, every single really time does. I remember, I remember exactly how terrified I was and it terrifies me all over again. And I was actually telling my wife recently because we happened to be right in front of that house. Oh, no. That, okay, that's a no. That's yeah, a no for me. I will never, ever go back in that house. Well, I am glad that you survived. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad that you survived. I'm glad I've got a chance to uh, be here today with you. Um, but again, if you guys have your own stories or your own experiences i'm very curious I, I know everyone has their own take on this uh, do you believe in ghosts do you not is the supernatural world does it speak to you um, please post up let us know i mean especially on this halloween we we'd like to know also be safe out there no matter what you guys are doing um Philip, I'm looking at my glass, and my witch's brew is a little low. Indeed, mine as well. Um, Brian, thank you so, so much for indulging the story and for stopping by today. I do want to make it a point to mention, please tune in next week. We have a very, very special guest, a good friend of mine, Eric Sandler, who is the food editor for Culture Map Houston and hosts the popular podcast, What's Eric eating? He joins us for a great conversation. So stop by and check it out. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We're, we're looking forward to that one. Also, drop us a line on social media or go to www.neighborsdontknock.com and you can catch an episode every Friday. Peace out.